So Romans 12 is what we've been talking about, that, uh, that Paul, the apostle, speaking to the Roman church, told us uh, to offer our lives a living sacrifice. Amen? To offer our lives as a living sacrifice and renew our mind. We need a renewed mind. We need a new way of thinking. And today, for this renewed last installment for 2018, uh, I just want to talk about next year is a year of excellence. Everybody look at your neighbor and say that. 2019 is going to be excellent. The reason it's going to be excellent is because you're going to live a life of excellence. That everybody in this room is going to just extrude excellence. Your, your life and the plans and all the different things as a church. And I, I've, I was just this morning praying and, and praying for God to give me uh, ideals and things to do in 2019. And, and man, he, he was just doing a download this morning. I had different ideals of some things done for some connection groups and all different kinds of stuff. And I really believe that there's going to be an entrepreneurial spirit come on Bethesda. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be an entrepreneurial spirit come on Bethesda because excellence brings about God's blessing. And if we'll do things excellent, God will bless. Amen? There's some people in this room that have had dreams about starting businesses, about doing this and doing that. And I'm telling you, if you'll do it in excellence, you watch and see what God is capable to do with an entrepreneurial spirit coming upon a people that he has blessed. It's going to be a blessed year. It's going to be excellent. I can't wait to see what God does. And he's going to allow Bethesda, your church, because God doesn't just care about your church life as far as when you come here and sit in a seat. You know, you're, you're a Bethesdaite because you come and sit here, yes, and because you say, yes, Bethesda is my home church. That makes you a Bethesdaite. But you're a Bethesdaite all week long. Amen? Wherever you see the lady at the counter that's maybe crying, that's had a hard day, you're a Bethesdaite. You can pray with her there. Whenever you go and witness and, and talk to somebody on the street, maybe run into some young gentleman that's dealing with some issues in his life, and you're able to pray with him on the street corner, you're, you're a Bethesda out there. Yeah. Whenever you come to church and we're just overfilled with joy because we get to join together and come and worship God in spirit and in truth and love God and love people, we're Bethesda out here. So in this renewal with this excellence, I begin to go back and look. And Leslie sung her song again this morning. Uh, the last, it's the song for 2018. And Howie coined this term. Leave it up to Howie to make up a new word that ain't even a word. Amen. And only Bethesda will take a word and make a new word out of no word. Amen. So we come up with this word, déjà vu. Everybody's heard of déjà vu. We know what that means. It feels like I've been here before. Déjà vu is I feel like I'll be here again. Has anybody ever done that? You ever watch like those movies, The First Kiss or whatever? Where they, what's the name of that movie? Fifty First Dates, whatever. Kiss, date, same thing. All these movies and Groundhog's Day and just the different movies, it feels like you just wake up in the same thing and go through the same things over and over again. Has anybody in this room ever go through life and feel like that? Every day is just another day and it feels like I've been here before and it feels like I'll be here again. Amen. I, I, it seems like I went through this 10 years ago, and it feels like I'm going to go through it again. What do you have, sister? Oh, that's pretty. That's a marker. Yeah, and you got it over your hand. <laughs> go right on your daddy's face. Oh, he ain't in here. Good thing he would have. 
jumped up and got me. So I went back and began to think about renewal and restraint as, as a church, as a congregation of Bethesda. And in this Renew uh, series, in the last one, I thought, where have we been before, where are we right now, and where are we going to be? Right? That there is a, 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 a thought process that goes in that. Where have I been? I've been through hell and back. Can anybody say amen? amen? I've lost loved ones in my life that have passed away. And maybe this past year you lost someone that was near and dear to your family and near and dear to your heart. And, and it brings pain when we lose people. Amen? amen. I've been there. Yeah. And we're going to lose other people yeah. in our life that are important to us because we're all living this journey of life and death is a part of life. It's no fun, but we'll be there again. So as I begin to think about as a church, where have we been, what have we done, and what have we accomplished, I went back and, and began to think about that and ponder about that, that we need to renew our passion. Amen? You should have a passion for God. We need a renewed passion for God. We need to renew our dedication. A church won't be a church if we're not dedicated. Amen? We need to renew our impact on society, that society, our county, our surrounding counties, our surrounding neighborhoods, they need to hear from Bethesda. We need to have a renewed influence in those counties. And it's amazing to me how that in life, if we were to renew things like that, that God opens up new doors. The Bible says He opens doors and He closes doors. And how many has ever tried to knock down a closed door? Every one of us. Amen. We go up and God closes the door and we're still beating on the door. Ten years later, God, I want this door open. He's saying, that's not your door. That's somebody else's door. Yeah. Amen? Amen. You don't break in your neighbor's house, hopefully. <laughs> Amen. You go to your house. Your door is your door. You've got the key to your door. Yeah. And the reason it'll open because God gave you the key to get in your door. So today we look at that that way, that God wants to renew and put us through new things in life, but he wants us to go through the door that's ours. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, quit trying to go through your neighbor's door. Amen. That's their door. That's not your door. It could be like Dusty and Albie and lock yourself out of your house every time you turn around and Amen. Dusty has to crawl through, the, or Albie has to crawl through the window and Amen. they come up to the house a while back, they're supposed to be there for a meeting and somehow... They walked outside, and Albie was supposed to get the keys, and she thought Dusty had the keys, and Dusty thought she had the keys, and they went outside, and we were supposed to have the meeting, and like 20 minutes later, we was texting, like, where are you at? And they wouldn't text back because they didn't want to let us know, and they was down there trying to get in their house. Pretty bad when you got to break in your own house, amen? That's, that's a bad day. Amen. Love you, Carver. Yes. Pretty as a picture. Man, she's got big. Getting bigger by the day. Her and Liam. They're going to grow up and terrorize the community in a few short years. <laughs> oh, this is a joy. This is a joy. <laughs> this is the good times. <laughs> so I went back and, and I thought about where's the church at now? Where have we been? And where are we at at the current situation? And where are we going to be? Because we're going into a new year and everybody looks for a new lease on life during a new year. And I went back and, and this morning I was sitting there in the office at Vanceburg campus and I was praying and, and seeking God. And I was looking through a document because I was wanting to find one 
uh, last minute detail I was going to put on the sermon and, and I was trying to find this picture and, and I, I couldn't find it and I was looking through some stuff and digging through some stuff there in the, on the internet through my Dropbox and I run across, I forgot all about it, a 2013 or 2012, it's called The Plan. Everybody say The Plan. Ain't you glad your pastor's got a plan? I had a plan in 2012. Guess what? I forgot all about it. How many's ever had a plan? Raise your hand. Everybody in here, I want you to raise your hand if you ever had a plan. How many's ever had a plan that you forgot about? <laughs> I made plans for that. I made an appointment for that. I made a Facebook uh, event for that. And guess what? I forgot about it. That's me with this. So whenever this showed up in that uh, Dropbox this morning, I was like, oh, man, the plan. I forgot about having a plan. So it just brought back all these memories that flooded through my mind this morning as I was thinking about Bethesda. And I was preparing for the sermon. So in this, I want you to go along this journey with me, and we're going to do it real quick. I'm going to do the real quick version. So in 2012, the first Sunday morning in 2012, I always try to give a, a vision, a kind of where the church is going, right? And we try to do that early on every year as a church, that we try to let you know where we're at and what we're doing and all that kind of stuff, a vision meeting it's called. And that year in 2012, we walked in Vanceburg campus that morning, me and Leslie. We'd been pastors about a year and a half at this point. And when I walked in that room that morning, there was 12 people. Everybody say, that's a good number. Good round number, right? 12 people. So at Vanceburg campus, we walk in. Whenever we started pastoring, there was about 20-some people on average attendance. And here we are a year and a half later, and we walk in that morning, and there's 12. Everybody say, that's the kind of growth I like. Amen. So I'm pastoring 25 when I first start. I'm like, yes, God's given us this dream, and he's going to let us pastor the church my mom helped found in 1997. And here years later, I get to be the pastor, and she wrote my name on the floor when I was a hooligan when she started the church. And now I'm going to be pastor. And I walk in. And as I'm pastoring that church, a year and a half later, I grew up from 25 people to 12. That don't sound like success. Jason, if you painted 25 cars last year and you can only do 12 next year, is that going to be like, whoa, what a year, man. We really knocked it out of the park. Maybe it's Greg selling stereos. Yeah, you sold 25 last year. Next year, you got something really to look forward to. You're going to sell 12. Or maybe it's Pap and Rhea. You was on 25 vacations last year and you only get to go on 12 this year. Woo, whoopee. Right? They're retired. They get the blessing of doing that. Valerie's thinking, man, someday I will. Just not yet, right? We're still in the work mode. I envy Pap and Rhea's freedom to do as they wish. It's awesome. But it comes with work. So this plan, and in 2012 it happened. There was 12 people sitting there that morning, and Leslie come up and played music. We didn't have anybody else. There was no guitar player. There was no drums. There was no bass player because I wouldn't play. I don't like playing if nobody else plays. And it's just Leslie up there singing and playing. And she sung and played some songs. And, and, and kind of like, there was one person in the crowd that, that she used to play the piano to, and she, she got sick of it because she wasn't playing piano that morning. Where she was playing, she'd play for four hours straight. But this morning, Leslie was playing, and she's like, you know what? I got roast in the oven, and it's going to burn. And she got up in the middle of service and walked out. Yeah, this is a fact. I'm just telling you the fact. 
What do you think that does to your pastor? Was I like, whoopee, yeah, we went from 25 to 12, and now I'm all the way down to 11. This is awesome. Woo! What a day. It's 2012. And literally that home, that day I went home with Leslie, and we went home, and we sat down, and we talked, and we was like, are we the pastors that Bethesda needs? Am I the pastor that's supposed to lead this congregation? Because it feels like it's going the wrong direction to me, God. It's easy to do in life wherever you begin to evaluate and think about, right? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Me and Leslie talked about it. It was like, I don't feel the release to go because I know what it's like whenever God has it on your shoulders that you're the pastor. I was in Middlesbrough, and one morning I woke up, and that, the, the weight of that ministry was over. I knew that Sunday it's over. I know what that feels like. I've done it before. And that, that day in 2012, was like I didn't have a release. And in the military, they tell you to follow your last command. Ernie was in the military. If you go in the military, Pap was in the military, what do you do? If you get out there and you get cut off and maybe you're away from your supply lines and you don't know what's going on and you don't have no uh, radio ability to come in, what do you do? You follow your last command, right? That's what military does. And it's the same way in the army of God. We follow our last command. So if God don't call me to go somewhere else, I'm not going anywhere else. Amen? I'm going to follow my last command because God told me to be the pastor of Bethesda. And just because I don't feel like being pastor and because I look around and it looks like that, that we're diminishing, that we're going the wrong direction because it don't feel right, that's not, that don't have any equation on it. What did God tell me to do last? That's what I'm going to do. So we decided that morning, you know, we're just going to stick it out. We're going to stay here until God tells us to leave. So we went from 12 to 11. This morning at the Vanceburg campus, guess how many people was there? Come on, somebody. 12 people. That was in 2012. Now we're in 2019, and God wants to show me a renewing phase. And how many does he have to show up on 2018, the last message, when we're talking about renewal, when we're talking about revision? He has 12 show up. Is it kind of disheartening? Slightly. So I was looking around and everybody would say, Reja vu and deja vu. I've been here before, amen? So I was sitting there and Leslie's playing music this morning. I was just expecting one of the persons to get up and walk out. I've been here before, amen? But glory to God, this year was different. Guess how? Because there was 12 sitting there and all of a sudden we're just there and, and the sermon starts and I'm preaching and talking about all this stuff and in walks my mom. Everybody say, thank God for moms. Amen? So this year we went from 12 to 13. Woo! Yeah, God. Go, God. So as I had more this year, better than what I've been through before. But guess what? This time, we didn't just have one building to go to and one service to go to. We've got two services to go to. And I want you to just look around at this big bunch of smiling faces in here and say, ain't God good. 
Amen. Because if we'd still been stuck in that one little building and we're just trying to hold up and just try to hold our own and we just say we just want to hold what we want to hold, God, and don't expect anything more from us, God, and we're just good right here, we could have stayed down there in that little red building and we'd have had 12 people six years later. But guess what? With God, all things are possible. And He can show you another building 13 miles up the road, Brandon, and He can take you up there and make you walk between the two of them. And He can say, you can do this. You're well able and capable of doing it, Caleb. Just go forward. Don't look at all the naysayers. Amen. You don't know what I went through when me and Leslie was painting these walls and people walking in here and saying, this is not God's will for our church. And I'm saying, you don't know the God I serve because he can give us a building when other people are saying no, God is saying yes. And today, look what God has done. All because of God. Not because of me. Not because of Leslie, not because of Dusty, not because of Albie, because of God. Brandon, in 2012, you wasn't serving God. In 2012, you wasn't baptized. But today, you're sitting here with two of your little babies. A wife that loves you. Another one on the way. Saved and baptized because of God. All because of a plan. And in the midst of those storms, in 2012, when I was feeling defeated and feeling like everybody was abandoned in the church and I didn't know where the next dollar was going to come in to pay for the electric bill in our little bitty church down there at Vanceburg, but God always saw fit for us to have the finances we need. Is that not the God you serve? Does he not always come through when it seems like all hell's going to break loose and then all of a sudden, man, joy just replenishes your heart? It's called renewal. Yes. God. And I'll tell you right now, in 2018, we had a meeting in the beginning of 2018 in January with Pastor Wells and the administrative, with the advisory council. And we had that meeting at Pastor Wells' house and Sister Garth was on the phone and Andrew was there and Dusty and Albie and me and Leslie. And we was preparing for 2018, and we budgeted how much money we projected. Do you know how much money you're going to make next year? Anybody in here know how much money you're going to make next year? You just tell me right now to the penny, Kylie, what you're going to make next year? I don't know. In January, you have to do that as a pastor if you're going to have a vision. Because Bible says without a vision, people perish. And we have to have vision as your leadership, and we do. We budget. We try our best. We give over $13,000 to missions. We budget all that stuff. Somebody took it down. There's supposed to be a banner right here that the kids' church, remember that? Huh? Took it down for the wedding. Way to go, Lynette. You and your wedding. Everybody remembers the banner, though, that, that the kids' children's church, that uh, Albie and them got together, and they got with all the leadership, and they said, how much can we raise? And they set their number at 1800 right? And whenever the kids come in, they bring their BGMC money. And I, I, I love Dolly and leading the little girls, and she's a little hoodlum. Look at her ever, Cindy. And there, there's another one up here, another little hoodlum. And they tell Pee Wee that God's money is the change. <laughs> if it's a coin and it's in Pee Wee or Dolly's possession... It's not their money. That's God's money. And them little kids, they bring their buddy barrel in every time, and they try to fill them up, and it's God's money. 
And because of the willingness of people like that in this room and your kids, their goal of 1,800 was met back in what, September? September, October, Leslie. It was met in September, October, though, right? October. Everybody say, that's God. But if you have a goal, you'll meet it if you trust God. If you don't have a goal, you'll meet that too. It's kind of like this. If Lathan goes out and goes bow hunting, and he never goes and practices, he never gets his bow out, and he never gets a target and sets up over in the yard, that's still probably there, right? Okay, yeah, it's still over there. Okay, yeah. She knows what I'm talking about. Mackenzie knows. So if he don't have a goal to shoot at, and he just goes out there and he just gets the bow out and be like, ah, I want to stretch a little bit, and he just flings arrows, never shoots it at anything, never tries for a target. Every one of those arrows will go where they're going. They're all being shot, but none of them is going where they're aimed at. Right? But if you'll put a target out there, and Nathan knows what I'm talking about, and this is why I hated bow hunting, because you get out there and you put that target out there, now, usually you ask all your buddies to come over after you practice a little bit, of course. So you can all brag about who's a better shot, right? And you, you put that target out there, and it's got a little bullseye on it, and it's got this and that. And you go out there, and you, you stand, and you pull the bow back, and you side it in, and you let it go. And wherever you let it go, oh, it sticks in the butt. Oh, it's supposed to be in the heart shot. No, I'm not real good at aiming, right? But the more you do it, the better you get. And the more practice you put into it, the more effort you put into it, the closer you get to hitting the target you're trying to hit. It's just like that in life. God wants you in 2019 to have a goal. Everybody say it. God wants me to have a goal. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And as a church, we can have those missions values back there and all that. We can have those core values. But a value is just something you already are. A goal is something you're trying to reach. Those little kids had an $1,800 goal. They're now at $2,200 for the year. Why? Because God will exceed what you expect. Did you hear what I said? God will exceed what you expect. And this year, whenever I wrote this plan down, in 2012, I didn't even know what to even think. I want to read you. I need, to, I need to give you another step of it first. So in 2012, 11 people were there first Sunday morning. It's like, wow, what's going on, God? Me and Leslie talk about leaving. We don't leave. We stay in there. And within just a few weeks, in those first couple of months in 2012, down to Kentucky Assemblies of God in, in Louisville, they send out a letter and they say, there's unhealthy churches out there. Everybody say unhealthy church. So they said, we've got 160 churches in Kentucky, and some of them are unhealthy. They need health. It's kind of like our bodies. Pap was unhealthy a few short months ago. What happens whenever you're unhealthy? You go see the doctor, right? And the doctor does the surgery or does some procedure. Next thing you know, you're healthy again. And Pap looks better, and he's got more strength, and he tells me how much better he feels and all that after he went and had surgery and all that. Amazing comeback. He was up just remarkable comeback. From open heart surgery. So the leadership at Kentucky said, we're going to send out this mail and we'll just see if anybody that's interested, if they're unhealthy, if they want to be healthy. So they sent us this letter in the mail and the letter says, hey pastor, do you want a healthy church? 
You know what I got to decide at that point? Do I want to put the effort in? Because on the letter it says you're going to go to four meetings in 2012 and we'll make your unhealthy church healthy. If you'll give us four weekends over the year, you'll go from unhealthy to healthy as a church. Does that sound like a plan? So we prayed about it and we said, yeah, we want to go there. We want to do that. We want to go on this journey. So God helps me to continue to grow the church, and we went from all the way from 25, right, down to 12, and now 11 because one walked out, and another one, he didn't like some guy come in that was a dope person and smelled like smoke. And one of the board members got up that Sunday and said, I don't want no part of that, and I can't be in a church that smells like smoke, and he got up and walked out. So now we successfully have grown all the way down to eight. This is getting better all the time, ain't it, Brandon? This sounds like, man, that's the that's the church I want to go through, the one that's going from 25 to 12 to 8. Boy, yeah, God is getting it there. It's sad, really. And as pastor, it hurts my heart to even go back and talk about this. But if there's people in leadership that, don't, that, that would rather have their super pristine chairs versus a chair that smells like somebody smelling like smoke, you know what I'm going to choose? I'm going to choose the people that smell like smoke. They can come sit in these chairs all they want. Amen? People don't dress like everybody else in the church world that wants to come to our church. They're welcome to come here. Amen? People that are addicted to dope and doing all kinds of bad stuff and got all kinds of society and everybody's going to look like, say, can you believe they let them in their church yet? They're welcome right here. Amen? No matter what. When everybody else wants to do away with society, God tells us to invite them. That's who Jesus dealt with. So, I grew it all the way from 25, and with God's help, I grew all the way down to 12 people in my congregation, and now I'm all the way down to eight. It's awesome, right? And then I send back this letter and say, yeah, our church wants to be healthy. And they email me back, and they say, if you want to be a healthy church, you got to have a plan. And as a pastor, I'm not the best pastor in the world. I'll just admit to you right now. I'm probably like one of the worst qualified, the least able, capable people in the world to be a pastor. But God called me to be, whether I want to be or not, whether I think I can or not, God called me to do it. And they told me, what's your plan, pastor? You know what my plan was? I didn't have one. If you want to know why you go from 25 to 12 to 8, what they was basically slapping me in the face and saying was, Pastor, you don't have a plan. And if you want to be healthy, you've got to have a plan. So put it in writing, write it down, make it plain, because that's what Habakkuk, I think it's 2 2 or something like that, says. To, if you have a vision, write it down, make it plain upon tablets, and, and run with it, and God will make it come to pass. Amen. It's Bible. They made me do it, they made me write this down. So I had to write down a 13 page document from nothing just to be allowed to come. And I did it. Everybody say, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you did, Pastor. There, w- there wouldn't be a Bethesda campus right here today if this didn't happen. If it wasn't a little bit of effort, a little bit of work. And I want to read you what my purpose was. Where it says, what's the purpose of Bethesda? Why does Bethesda exist? It's my desire to see the kingdom of God come alive in the hearts of all those within our reach of Vanceburg, Bethesda. You notice that? 
We used to have a website on Facebook, and our website was vanceburgbethesda.org. You know why? Because we was confined to one red building sitting on the side of a bank. Whenever the pastor's vision had to be wrote down, and they said, what's your vision, pastor? I wrote down. We want God's will to come alive within all of our reach of Vanceburg, Bethesda. I had no idea that God was going to give us another building these few miles away. This is in 2012. I feel strongly that the Lord of the harvest is still looking for laborers 2,000 years after his death, burial, and resurrection. I still believe that today. His desire should be our desire. Let his plan be our plan. The Bible is very clear that God directs the steps of his righteous children. That is the intent of this document to fill his plan in Lewis County and surrounding areas by stepping out into the direction he provides. As pastor, it's my responsibility to seek direction from the Lord for the church. After receiving direction, it's my responsibility to lay it out before the church body and to lead the congregation to fulfill the vision, direction that God has placed on my heart. As pastor, I know according to scripture that it is impossible to tackle the work of ministry alone. And I want you to think about this. When I wrote those words, it was just me and Leslie. We didn't have, oh, you got wrestlers. You must be kin to N or something. Yeah. We had, there was not one kid at Bethesda in 2012. The youngest person at Bethesda in 2012 was Leslie Barber. Nobody there younger. She looks like a good children's church, don't she? So I said it's not capable of doing ministry alone. That is why God allows leaders to come along and serve the body, encourage and build up the body of believers in their walk with Christ. This document should give Vanceburg Bethesda the direction I feel Christ would want our congregation to travel in. That was my purpose. That was why Bethesda existed. When we bought the Kentucky Heights campus, we had to rename the Facebook page, and you couldn't rename it, so we had to close the old one and make a new one. And the new one's now called Bethesda People. So whenever you go on Facebook today or Instagram or anything else and look for our church, you're going to look up Vanceburg People. Bethesda People. It used to be VanceburgBethesda.org because we was confined to what we had always been. Brandon, we was ensnared in our little trap of our little red building up on the side of a bank that in 1997 somebody had a dream to build a church out of a garage. But in 2012, we wrote this down. It's plumb full of all kinds of information. And I say inside of this document that I dreamed about a day where we could hire a youth pastor. I dreamed about a day when we could have student ministry leaders. I dreamed about a day with worship teams. It's all in here. And as I was dreaming those dreams and thinking what is possible with God, part of this, it says, one of the things I was studying about church growth, it says you should reach 2% two, two of your community. There's 13,835 people in Lewis County. What's 2% of 13,835? Anybody quick with math? What's 1% of 13,835? 
138 times 2, it gets you to about 275 people. So Bethesda is supposed to be a church in a community this size. We should be a church of 275 people. And that's just average. How many likes average? How many of us just go through life and just barely get by and nothing extra and just eat brown beans and cornbread and that's pretty good anyway. I'll take it anyway. It's going to be okay, right? I'm not going to have any bread here come pretty soon. You and that wrestler, I'll tell you what. Yeah, and you got that too. You're pretty awesome. Red gloves, red bow, gum boots. Don't get any better than that. So, whenever we do that, by the time in 2013 that we decide to go into a mode of trying to figure out what we're going to do, Easter Sunday of that year, I think we had 89 people the next Easter. You hearing what I'm telling you? If you make a plan, if you'll go through the work, because whenever we went to Louisville, they handed us this. And this is all homework. This wasn't stuff we did there. This is homework. This is Leslie's version. Mine's at home, but I found this one this morning down there for show and tell. Here's the homework we did in that year. With this amount of homework, we went from 25 to 12, down to 8, and then went up to 89 people. You weren't there yet, Carver. This is 2013, man. Yeah, they got boots on too, don't he? Isn't that awesome, though? That year, we done a Easter hunt, egg hunt, at Vanceburg campus in 2013. How many people do you think showed up? Huh? 270 kids registered. It was over 500 people, but there was 270 kids registered. Can you imagine that on Vanceburg campus? There, they was parked at Moore and White Sawmill and walking to our campus. We went from having eight people, Pat, to 275 kids hunt eggs in one year because we listened to what God said and put some work in for it. And here we are in 2019 coming up. Do you think 2012's plan is good for now? Why not? It's a new year, right? Churches grow on a three-year basis. Let me tell you this. This is how it works. What time is it? Am I done? I'm already way done. Sorry. So three-year intervals. Kids grow on, on intervals about like that too. So whenever a baby's born, do they stay that same size? If they're born 10 pounds and they're 21 inches long, do they stay that forever? The carver's already grown triple. <laughs> right? So babies grow. It's kind of like a church. A church is there and you grow and you have these stages of growth. And it's really on three-year intervals. So as a church, we're on three-year intervals. So 2012, we've done all this planning and strategic planning and everything. We implemented it in 2013, 14, 15. You with me? In 2015, 
after we was here a little while and different things happened and some people left the church and went to other churches and stuff, one of my plans was, in this document, was to take the high school auditorium. Has anybody ever been there for a play, the high school auditorium? My dream was that we was going to grow so fast as a church that we was going to have to have the auditorium to have a church service in because we couldn't house the people at Vanceburg. Me and Leslie went and talked to the principal. Guess what the principal said? You can't have church here. Kind of like Forrest Gump wanting to sit down on the school bus. Can't sit here. Guess what happened in 2018 for Christmas service? A church in Vanceburg had a service in the auditorium of the high school. And I could be mad about that, and I could say, God, why did you let them and not let us? I'm not like that, because the kingdom of God is bigger than us. And amen, when another church grows, that means we're all growing together, right? And I'm, I'm happy about that. God let come to pass something I seen, but it was somebody else that I had the vision that God showed me. It's possible in Lewis County to have 250 people in the auditorium of the high school to worship God on a Sunday morning, and it happened just last weekend. How awesome is that? Amen? But, so you got 2012, we implemented 13, 14, 15. 15, you have to have a reset. We did it. We talked to Dusty, Albie, leadership, different, different things. So then you go 15, 15, 16, no, 2013, 14, 15. Now we got 16, 17, and we're going into 19. But we got to replan for what God's doing. And here's what I'm telling you. 2019 is going to be a year of excellence because we're going to do a lot of things excellent. We're going to plan a lot of things. And we got to accomplish a lot of things. So whenever I was talking about planning the money a while ago, the amount of money that we projected to come into church this year, this morning, prior to this morning service at Vanceburg Bethesda campus, we was $250 short for the year. Everybody say, that's pretty close. Guess how much the offering was at Vanceburg campus this morning? Huh? $300. So we're already over budget right now. We projected this amount to come in, and we're just barely over that because God will always meet the need you expect. Amen? Amen. So 2019, we're going to plan. We're going to have a year of excellence, but it's all about getting to 2020. Albie, how would you like to have 2020? Everybody here with glasses on, take them off. Everybody's got glasses. I want you to take them off. If you got contacts in, take them out and throw them. No, don't do that. Is it kind of blurry? A little bit? But with correction, look at her. She's still got hers on. She won't even listen. You can put them back on. 2020 vision is what it gives you. And 2020 vision is better than bad vision. 19 is going to allow us to live a year as a church, I'm telling you. You're going to go into 2020, and it's going to be a whole new vision. 19 is going to be a good year. 2020 is going to be a lot better year. And God's going to allow us to do great things this year because we're going to have a new plan. We're going to work this year on a new plan. And there's a leadership team that's going to come alongside of me and Leslie we got a good youth pastor. Everybody say we love you, Dusty. we got a good children's church pastor, Sister Albie. Everybody say we love you, Albie. 
We've got a good worship pastor, Sister Leslie. Everybody say, we love you, Leslie. There's a few more spots in each field. Amen? How many would like to see the marriage team be able to pull off a bunch of weddings this year? Elizabeth's sitting there like, oh, no, what are you talking about, Pastor? I would love to be able to put on free weddings for people that can't have a wedding. Amen? As a church, we can do it. This church needs a roof. You know that? See that dot right over there? Right over Pipe's head? It's called a leak. There's a patch right up above that ceiling fan right there. It's beginning to leak. It's been leaking since we've been here, ain't it, Jason? Man, Jason's got a bucket tied up in back there over the entryway. We need a new roof on the church. Look right here. See right there? What about right there? You ever notice those things? You know what pastor's got to do? He's got to look at them kind of things. That's going to cost about $5,000. I, I want to ask you guys this question. How many believes we can write... Actually, Leslie's a good budgeter, so she's already budgeted. How much you say is in the maintenance right now? About $1,700 in the maintenance this morning, plus whatever extra we got in the offer plate here because we're already about $50 over because of Vanceburg this morning. We're going to be a little bit over now for the year. So let's say we're at $2,000. Let's just give it a good round estimate. We're at $2,000 right now. We need about $3,000. How many thinks we can do that before April? If we all join together and say we need a roof on our building, let's go together and do it. Make it a go, just like the kids did their go. We can have a go. Yeah. Amen? We ought to be like little kids. We've got to do stuff like that. But it's got to be a goal if we're going to meet it. And if everybody just does a little. So if you need $3,000, that means 30 families in this congregation, $100 a piece by April. We can do it. That's easy. That's easy. I think it's possible. Whoa, man, you're looking too now, ain't you? Here, you thought the kids were always looking up. They was looking at black spots you missed. Let's stand. We've ended every week of this message series with Psalms 51, verse 10, that King David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I want us as a congregation to leave 2018 with that as our prayer. But I want you to pray today for your leadership team to get together a new plan. I want you to pray for your pastor today that God will give me the time in my busy schedule that it seems like I don't have time to do anything else. I'm like a lot of you. I do a lot of things and cover a lot of ground and it feels like I don't have any time. But pray that God will give me the time. Pray that I'll be wisdom, have wisdom with my time. Pray for our leadership team that we can join together and, and build the plan that God wants us for that 2020 vision. Pray for excellence in every ministry of Bethesda, whether it's the children's church, the nursery workers, whether it's the worship team, the cleaning team, the greeter ministry, and all the things that go on at Bethesda to make these weekend experiences possible. A lot of churches out there call these things the dream team. Pretty much everybody in this room is on a dream team because everybody here does something. 
Amen. Everybody here does something. Whether it's just in, if some people can give. Maybe they don't have the health to be able to do extra things. and Maybe they give. That's part of it. I want you to pray with me. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for our church. We thank you for Bethesda people. God, we know that you have expanded our borders in these past eight years, God, and you've led us along this, this pathway into a healthy church. God, that there's people at Bethesda that get along, Lord, that they forgive. Lord, there's people in this congregation that's been mad at other people in this congregation within the past year, and they, they just freely gave forgiveness, God. And God, I'm thankful that we live in this and exist in this congregation of healthy people. That we're spiritually healthy. And Lord, as these three-year cycles come and go in the church, God, I know that you're going to give us a plan. And God, I pray for 2019 that it will be a year of opportunity for excellence. And God, the plan that we had in 2012, just it will be just a base that it would only be a seed compared to what you're going to do with us throughout 2019. God, I pray for the leadership team, for the advisory council. God, I pray for everybody on the dream team that just gives of their resources, of their time, of their talents, of their treasures. God, open doors for ministry, just like you did with the wedding. God, allow us to see into our future and prepare for it. Lord, I pray as this money comes in for the roof, Lord, that we could have a work day and we could accomplish this project in a weekend, Lord. Lord, if we'll all just join together and do what you call us to do, we can do the impossible. Help Bethesda to be the place that you've created it to be. In Jesus' name. Amen.